0: On today's episode of the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast, we have something extra, extra special. I am going to air an episode of the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast featuring Felicia Fricasse, where she interviewed me for her show. This was actually a power-packed episode. We both delivered the goods and you're going to enjoy it. So grab a pen and a pad and get ready to learn and get ready to win right now.
1: Welcome, Beauty Boss Millionaire, the live edition. This is the boss talks that we're having with other boss people that are sharing this space with us. And we're just so excited that we're able to be live and have these conversations on how to win as an entrepreneur, how to be successful as an entrepreneur. So we have Tony Coleman Brown on the line. I'm going to go into her bio in a minute, but we also have Jazzy T from JazzCast Pros. She's also the producer for Beauty Boss Millionaire. She's been uh, my right-hand Ride or die chick along the way, just helping pushing me because you know, boss friends need other boss friends. And I'm just so grateful that she um, is just here with me and she edits my shows, she helps me out. And Tony is this awesome, amazing woman, and Jazzy connected to two of us. In short, Tony is an author, she's a coach, she's a digital marketing expert, a motivational speaker. She's also the founder of Network for Women in Business and the creator of an Entrepreneur Success University, which is an an online educational platform. So she is ESU University. I love it. And her platform features programs and courses that can teach entrepreneurs on how to grow their business. This is exactly what we do in Beauty Boss Millionaire. I'm so Excited to have you. She is literally, she's had her bachelor's degree in finance. She's from Howard University. Shout out to Howard. Woo, Howard in the building. (laughs) And she has her master's of arts in creative writing from the City College of New York. She is a certified business coach. So, she's just on a mission to fulfill her God ordained purpose to help people impact the lives of hundreds and millions. She's in Queens. She's a Queens girl. You know, I'm, I'm from Manhattan and from
0: New York. So I'm just honored to have you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here as well with another Beauty Boss Millionaire. <laughs> with the Beauty Boss Millionaire, I should say. I just <laughs> love everything that you're doing, Felicia. I have to tell you that, you know, it's motivating, it's inspiring and I you know, I'm watching you opening up stores, new stores and expanding all across the United States. It is truly inspiring. you working hard, girl. <laughs> girl, sometimes my husband has to tell me to sit down
1: and take a vacation. He's taking me to Key West this weekend just because I, you're right. You know, you would get into the, we're working, we're trying to, we're ambitious women, you know, we're abnormal to some people because we want to win and we want others to win and we're so passionate about it. And it's just really awesome that we're able to talk about this, you know, and being a boss. Um, if you don't mind, how'd you get all started? I, I know, but tell everyone else.
0: So for me, basically, I got started actually in a home-based business. Um, I really found my passion in network marketing. I became like a three-diamond national vice president with a company called Warm Spirit and you know one of the things i discovered when i was doing this business was that i really enjoyed training and really working with women and helping them to grow and it was during that business that i actually wrote my first book and i remember back in 2010 you know my mom passed away and when my mom passed away i really kind of you know said okay You know, you've been doing this home-based business. What, you know, what is it that you really want to do? And, you know, I I fell back on what I enjoyed about the home-based business, which was training and coaching and things like that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start a network and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help other women. And, you know, it's, it's funny because when I first built the platform out, I wasn't even really thinking of myself. I was actually thinking about other people, other speakers, other coaches. Other trainers that really hadn't had the opportunity to have voice. So I said, I'm going to build this platform and invite other people on the platform. And little did I know that people were connecting with me, people wanted to hear from me. And so I was just like, oh, wow. And I just kind of kept at it and, you know, had a lot of bumps in the road and, you know, pivoted and switched and, You know, tried pretty much almost everything as it relates to memberships with, you know, opening cart, closing cart, all of that stuff, and really started hitting my groove a couple of years ago and really started growing and finding the right tools to you know, host my course and my membership and my courses and my membership. And it's it's really taken off. And I mean, and what I've loved is just the ability to impact people from all around the world. I mean, we also host live virtual speed networking events. And we get people from the Philippines, from the UK, from Africa, from Dubai, wow. from all over. And it's really exciting and it's incredible. It's it's just motivating. And also, I mean, I'm having fun. So, you know, they say when when you're having fun, work becomes play and it's not really work at all. And I think that's one of the reasons why we tend to work all day and sometimes all night. Right. Yes. Yes.
1: I can't turn it off sometimes. I'm sure y'all can relate if y'all are entrepreneurs. Sometimes you can't turn that thing off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, this is awesome what you're doing. I mean, I heard you say, you know, you're empowering people. You're helping people from all over the world. I mean, this is really a great calling God has really placed on your life. I just feel such a, I feel like you carry such a light that people just come to you for help. And then sometimes God will lead people in your path so You can help out because I believe that people want more. And most people do want more and it's just hard sometimes because they don't know where to start. So for someone that's just starting off and trying to start their own business or trying to, you know, get themselves in a better position, what advice would you give them?
0: Well, basically, you know, I would say there are certain things that you must do to get your business started right, right from the start so that you don't have many problems. And some of those things would be definitely, you know, some of the first things people do is they come up with a name, then they run and they go to GoDaddy or wherever, and they they capture the URL and they feel really safe and secure that they have their business and their business name. But I would tell people, you know, kind of do a little bit more, do a search, you know, in your state, make sure that nobody else is using your business name so that you can secure it. And then once you do a search in your state, you wanna make sure that you go and you register your business with your local county clerk's office. And then, you know, even more importantly than that, you want to do a search with the United States trade office, right? You want to, you know, the UPTO, the United States Patent and Trade Office, and just make sure that nobody else is using your business name anywhere in the United States. And I I almost want to say you want to do that first. And then if nobody else is using it, you love the name, register it, get the trademark it just for the name, just to make sure that you're safe and that nobody else can come to you with a cease and desist and say, you know what? We have that name. We own that. We own that mark and you can't use it anymore. I mean, that would really be a tragedy. I mean, so I think those are some of the first steps, but definitely get a good accountant and get your business registered, whether it's going to be a, So a proprietor or an LLC, do all of those things right from the start. And, you know, that way you're setting up your business on a strong foundation. You know, you want to go ahead and once you get your business registered and you get your business certificate, get a business bank account, make sure that you're not commingling your personal income and expenses with your business income expense and expenses you know you want to make sure that everything is clean and in order because you don't want to have any trouble down the road with people saying hey i have that trademark or the irs saying hey you didn't declare all of the sales tax that you were supposed to declare and all of these other things you just want to set your business up on a strong foundation right from the start so that you don't have any problems down the road. So that's probably the best advice. But then, you know, the next thing I would say is, Don't forget about marketing and promoting your business because after you've done all of that, you know, saddling up, because that's what I call it. I call it saddling up because, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, once they do all of those things and get their website up, they're like, hey, I'm in business. But then they don't realize that there's work that you have to do after that. It's almost like when you write a book, you know, you can deliver the book, but there's work that you have to do once the book is ready and printed, and it's a never-ending job of marketing and promoting your business. Most businesses go out of business because they fail to innovate and they fail to market. You know, I was talking to this uh, woman the other day uh, who wrote the book Exit Rich, Michelle Michelle Seiler Tucker, and one of the things she discovered in her research is that, you know, it's not the startups that are going out of business, because it used to be a time when a business wouldn't last five to 10 years, but it's the legacy businesses that are going out of business today. And the startup businesses are the ones that are lasting because they're innovating and they're continuing to market and promote their business. But like the older businesses, like the Sears and, you know, the Kmart that have been doing things the way they've always done it, Those are the ones that are going out of business. So, you know, once you spend all of that time saddling up and getting all your stuff in order, definitely make sure that you stay in that marketing and promotion mode because that's the thing that's going to drive your sales. And that's the thing that's going to sustain your business. So that's my best advice.
1: Wow, that, you dropped like 20 gems. Thank you for that. No, really, seriously, that is what I preach. I love what you said, You know, building the foundation to the business. That is the key thing that we spend a lot of time in Beauty Boss Millionaire talking about because sometimes people just have an idea, but it's not just the idea. There's so many things that are involved in setting up the foundation for the business. Like you said, the accountant, not commingling. I can go on and on of what you just said. That was really, really helpful for a lot of people that, you know, are starting a business. And then we have some in the room that, you know, like you said, once you get it going now marketing, that's really important to keep the business you know, afloat. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, um, one of the things that I want to, there's two things I want to ask you. Uh, the first thing I want you to tell us about this foundation that you have, the network for business, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit about that, because there might be some women and entrepreneurs in the room that might want to, you know, move on with you and, and Take some of these classes that you have, these trainings. I love the the slogan that you have, we educate to elevate. And then we're going to talk about your current, because you're still currently the director of recruitment and internships at the New York City Transit, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so you do, you wear a lot of hats.
0: I don't even know how you... You're sleeping. <laughs> sometimes I wonder myself. I'm telling you. Sometimes I wonder myself. But you know what? A lot of it is just because of passion, right? Yes. So basically, you know, with the network for women in business, that like I said, that has been my passion for 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 years now. And I I love really working with entrepreneurs. And, you know, people can find out more about that at the network for women in business. Dot com. Right now, we don't have membership open. I like to close membership and open membership. And basically, I do that because I want to, you know, just I like to get a group of people in and work with them and help them get all their questions answered. And we do group coaching. So it's like every Monday night at 9 p.m., we do group coaching. And also with the network, every month I deliver uh, something that I like to call a, a business um, toolkit so basically I deliver some piece of content for them that can help them grow and you know really help them to market and promote their businesses so um, I have about about a hundred women that are a part of the network right now and we're growing and basically you know I work with them and you know we get together every Monday night like I said and you get your questions answered and usually we have a topic of discussion and we we're always talking about things that will help move your business forward. Now with that, the slogan, educate to elevate is also a method. And I believe in education-based marketing. And I believe that that's what you're doing with your podcast. That's what I do with my podcast. And, you know, with all of my social media channels that I have, I really, push out great content that's meant to educate people. And once you're educated, you know, like people always say a mine is a terrible thing to waste. You've heard that slogan, right? Yes. Yeah. And Yeah. And basically, I I feel like once people have been stretched, you know, it's like you can't go back. It's like once you know better, now you must do better. (laughs) So basically, I believe in education and I believe that the more you educate people and the more you push great content out, you know, the more you're going to attract the right people to you because everybody can't learn from everybody, you know, and I believe that some people have unique ways of educating and everybody has a gift. Everybody does. And when you utilize that gift and you push out that great content, you're not, you you know, you can't help but attract people that are meant to be in your tribe. So that educate to elevate is a motto, motto and a method. And now, with you know me working in recruitment, you know I really work with young people. So I run an internship program. I recruit for you know um, interns. I recruit for apprentices. But it's a lot of young people that I work with, and I'm very passionate about that because they are the future. And I believe that when they have opportunities to grow, that we all win, you know? We all win in in that type of environment because they are learning and they're earning at the same time. So it's really a win-win situation. So because all of it is passion-driven, none of it feels overwhelming to me. I mean, all of it feels very, very rewarding. I mean, you know, I had, I had a young lady that just, you know became an apprentice come to me and say you know i feel like you've raised me because i remember when i was an intern and you know you were there and i I remember you and you helped us out and you know you said all of these great things that have stuck with me and now she's going to be working full time as an apprentice in a male dominated area and she's just so excited and so thankful and it's it's all about that for me it's all about seeing the you know sparkle in their eyes and really a lot of those people that come through those programs a lot of them if you hear their stories the the impact is not just on them it's actually on their entire family i had one young lady that came through the program and said that you know what this program has helped me not only, you know, help myself, but I've been able to get a house for my family. I've been able to get a car. I've been able to help out my family in DR. So that that's everything. That's everything right there. So my, you know, like if, if anybody can say like, after I leave this earth, I want the word to be impact. Right now, I'm you may not know me as Oprah, you may not know me as Cardi B, <laughs> but you know what? I will be that little unsung hero that has had an impact on the lives of thousands of people and it will you know because that that's a ripple effect right there when you're able to so somebody says you know what I've been able to impact my family here I've been able to impact my family in DR that's huge that's big for me right. you know I sleep good at
1: night <laughs> wow well you definitely sound like you have the keys to unlock and help other people i mean just kind of what you spoke on is just like so powerful on, you know, helping other people, like you said, you're passionate. So it doesn't really feel like work. I mean, it sound, you sound so much like me. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm starting to realize, you know, you said, every, Eve, I always say that everyone has a gift, you know, yep. the Bible talks about it. A lot of people won't want to reference the Bible, but the truth of the matter is So many people have a gift and you have to find out what your gift is to unlock that. You have to find out what that gift is so you're able to do more with your life and just kind of get things going, you know, because sometimes you don't know where to start. And then God places people in your life like Tony Coleman Brown, who can help you, you know, elevate and quantum leap your life. I see you wrote a book on uh, quantum leap. Hold on. What's it say? Hold
0: on. Yeah. How to make a leap in your network marketing business. That was the that was because, you know, like here's the thing when a lot of people are in the home based business. And this was so crazy for me. I mean, you know, I could recruit people like, you know, like nothing into my home based business. Right. But sometimes people would say, you know what? Hmm you know, I don't, I don't really want to be a part of the business, but you know what? I want to buy that book you wrote, you know? And so there would be a lot of entrepreneurs that really wanted to, you know, just learn how to, you know, elevate, go to the next level. But one of the things I did with that book was I said, you know, the best way to really train my team and, and really duplicate myself is to have a product that I could put in their hands that could help them to really know what I know. You know, and do what I do, and that's why I created that book. But it's a lot of people. You know, it's some. It's so funny because I wrote the book like, um, wow, well, I think back in 2006, and a lot of people have utilized that book, and it, it's helped them. I had this one guy. Um, he lives in the UK, and he just really wrote this on my um, on my YouTube page just a couple of days ago. He said, "You don't realize how much your book has." impacted me and my family. You know what I mean? So sometimes we we do things and and we don't even know what we're doing it or why we're doing it. But, you know, I said, "You know what? Hey, you know I have this master's degree in creative writing. I might as well use it, right?" So I um I did that, did that book, and I it, it's just it's helped so many people. So I think it's it's staying in, in line with that model. And that method, Educate to Elevate, and I think that pretty much everything that I do kind of falls in line with that. So I'm glad to yes. be in alignment. And, um, and I believe that it's, it's an alignment. it's a it's a vertical alignment that leads straight to the most high God, you know? Yes, yes, girl. You you preaching today. You, you know I'm I'm about to do a
1: little shout in this house here. <laughs> Don't get me started. Can the can, can the audience say amen? <laughs> all right. All right. That's what
0: I'm talking about.
1: I love what you're saying. Like this is all so it's it's so refreshing to hear people that have the same vision as we do at Beauty Boss Millionaire. All people well, all the women that are listening to the episodes in the podcast, they really want better. They want to do better. They want to leave a legacy behind. I heard you say that when you leave this earth, you want to you want to be able to impact thousands, which I know you're going to impact millions. You are just doing it because when you impact one, you're impacting so many lives of that one person. You know, they've got families and, you know, and you just have this teaching ability. I could almost hear it in your voice. You have this ability to teach people and help them out and and you make it easy for them, make it easy and not so (laughs) stressful. And that's, that's a gift itself. Right. At this time, I'm going to open the floor. If anyone has any questions for Tony um, I'd love to open the floor. You just call in, hit the button. I'll allow you to speak. If you have any questions Um, or Jazzy, if you wanted to say something or ask any questions because Tony just gave it to us straight. You know, she's a New Yorker. She just got straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember I miss my days in New York. I I just really miss them. I I used to live in on Thirty Fourth and Ninth. Oh, And wow. then I used to live up in Yep. And I used to live up in Harlem. And mm-hmm. um, I just had the ball of my life in New York living, and then I would go back and forth between upstate New York, back to New York, back and forth. So, it's yeah. just been it's been a blessing to live in so many different places with my business. Every time I would come somewhere, I would be there to open up my business and I would have to, and I was same thing like you along the way, recruiting people, educating people. And, yes, you know, and once you, like you said, once you know better and you are in a position where you cannot work for a person or you don't feel like it's necessary because you have your own business, you don't want to go back to the old, you know, it's one of those things. Right. You, just don't, you know, go back and, to the old.
0: Yeah. And you know what, you know, a lot of people kind of, look at like, look at things and they, they see, you know, they see one thing and they see because you make it e- look easy that it's always easy, but it's not always easy. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, at the same time, when you love what you do, you, you know, work becomes pretty easy, but it, it does take work. And then here's the one thing that I found because, you know, I have worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of female entrepreneurs, a lot of male entrepreneurs. But let me tell you where a lot of people get tripped up. A lot of people get tripped up because they fear, and it's a big fear, they fear technology, they fear change a lot of times. And also, they get tripped up with shiny object syndrome, you know, because they'll look at you, Felicia, and they'll say, you know what? I'm going to do what she did. And then, you know, they'll look at Tony and they'll say, you know what? I'm going to do what she's doing too. And then they'll look at somebody else and they'll say, you know what? I like that. And I'm going to do what she's doing too. And then when you talk to them, it's like they're all over the place. They figure things out because their mind is just cluttered. Instead of just kind of like, you know what? Saying, you know what? This is kind of my lame And I'm going to stay right here in my lane and I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to build this lane all the way out until I reach my destination. And, you know, and a lot of people, they start down the lane and then they build the lane and then they get off on the side street and they forget about what their real purpose and why is. And then they get stuck on the side street or a lot of people start building the lane and they realize that they have to learn something new. And then, you know, when it comes down to learning something new, they're like, oh my God, I can't do this. Right, so they get stuck. And then, it's not about, and, then, and then they get stuck. So a lot of people get tripped up and then a lot of times they'll say, you know what, I tried that and it didn't work. But they didn't see it through all the way to the end. So a lot of times, you know, like, Uh, You know, and then this whole concept, too, of reverse engineering a process. So, like, you know, they see what you do and they think they could just look at your videos or or, you know, watch your testimony or, you know, or listen to your testimony and feel like they can reverse engineer your process. But you have to really, you have to follow your own process, establish your own method and do your own thing. And you have to like really, and I'm sure you've probably experienced this in your business where you've Mm -hmm. had to, you know, like you go in in, in one direction and you know what, that doesn't work. So let me, you know, let me move that, you know, display over here like this. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, okay, well what well, that didn't work. Okay, well, let's try putting these self liquidating items over here and see how much of that we can say. Oh, well, that didn't work. But you you keep going at it until you find the things that do work. Yes. But people get tripped up because they 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 go down a path, they don't see that path all the way through to the end, and they don't try different things to make it work and to build out their complete process and they end up quitting and a lot of times most people quit when they're like right there I, they're yeah, like right they're there. so close you know it's so funny yeah. you said that
1: you you're 100% right because some people don't think out the process that's why i always tell people write down research 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 think it out thoroughly look in you know have you know look at it several different ways mastermind it And be committed to that thing, because I'll Mm -hmm. tell you, entrepreneurship, like you said, it looks easy. People see me and they see all the shiny cards and glitter and glitz and gold. But they didn't see when I was up crying three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't Mm -hmm. figure out how to do an SEO. And I I was trying to speak with the web developers. They weren't putting the button up right. And I was getting Mm -hmm. stressed out, had to work five hours later, had two hours of sleep. They didn't see when I was doing a grand opening the workers didn't show up, you know, the people that were mm-hmm. to be helping, they don't see all that that goes into it. They mm-hmm. didn't see the resilience that I had to have. There's something that's in the sauce, which is having that resilience, being able to think outside the box, not letting one little small problem stop you. So you don't shut down. Right, right. Because so many people, they will shut down after they are confronted with a problem. And I remember I was speaking to this group and they said, Felicia, you know, has there ever been a time that you just wanted to quit? and give up and just stop and just go back to being a nine to five. And I'm like, no, that's never been an option for me. That's like me saying, do I right. want to go back to slavery? No, right. I'll never go back. As as bad as it ever gets, I right. can't go back. I know too much now. And, I, and not that only do I know too much, but I know how to do it. And so my business, right. I was able to just expand it and take it to different cities. And the same recipe worked. Maybe I had to do a little bit, like you said, a little bit different tweaks because like, you know, in, in Florida where I'm at now, there's a lot of different cultures and they don't understand certain things. And I had to hire more staff that was bilingual. And I had to do a whole lot of other things that I never had to do in, in different markets. And even Mm -hmm. the approach, you know, almost most of the girls are trilingual. I employ. And from there, I was able to take it and being a wise steward with the money after even there's so much that goes into running a business. I had to be wise with the money. Like every time I got the money, I was able to multiply that money. And I was able to start buying homes up, buying up properties, you know, buying up Airbnbs. I never thought I'd own over 10, 15 properties on Airbnb. I didn't think that. And these, these businesses are producing more income.
0: And Mm -hmm. then from there I was
1: able to do, get into the market of Toro. Then I opened up a a, a cleaning business and then I opened up a hair salon. And then I, so my hands are constantly busy with something, but I'm, I said, God, if you give me a hundred dollars, I will multiply it. If you give me a thousand dollars, I'll multiply that by a thousand. So God Mm -hmm. knows that, you know, that was, and I do the radio show and I was speaking to my radio show last night about being financially responsible because Part of the business is being financially responsible too. Right, you have to make sound decisions. Yes, you're going to lose some, but you're not supposed to lose all the time. You have to make good decisions, right. so you're not messing up the money. And like you said, being responsible and making sure that the money is not being spent out. You're not mixing your business in your personal. A lot of people make that mistake when they first start mm-hmm. that business. My mm-hmm. I didn't even have an accountant and I knew better not to do that just from hearing conversations. And then mm-hmm. my accountant's like, wow, you're pretty good, but not mixing everything. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's because I, I kind of did some research first. So, right. you know, um, I just want to open the floor up. Is there anyone else that has any questions for Tony? I know we have to wrap it up, but this woman is a gem. I'm going to have to talk to you. I'm going to have to call you after this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That sounds good. Listen, I'm telling you, you're really doing some, some big things. And I know that, you know, people are like just listening and admiring that. And I love the way you've been able to diversify your portfolio of businesses. One question I have for you. Do you have any partners?
1: Um, You know, it depends on the business, you know, Mm -hmm, it it does mm -hmm. depend on your um, business. Um, but I don't have any partners with, cause for Cosi lashes, this was uh, primarily something I created. Um, right? I can't, I can say
0: technically
1: on some paperwork, I did realize that I needed to add someone. So in case of you get sued, so you can add people, right? Um, the, if, if it's just you and they can still sue you. A lot of people don't know that. Right.
0: They right. can still
1: sue you. So for legality reasons, I do have people that are maybe on paperwork as a partner's Mm-hmm. I actually did have a partnership at one point for a hair salon, mm-hmm. and it was a, one of the big—I don't want to say one of the biggest mistakes, but it was a bad mistake because the girl didn't have any money to put up. But I still was kind enough to put her down as a fifty percent owner. And after her realizing how much work it was, after I want to say two months, she just up and left. Didn't even because she had no skin in the yeah. game, meaning that she had nothing to lose, so if she walked away she didn't care. And I'm like, why, you know, here I was putting up, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 and, you know, making the place nice, you know, hiring the workers, paying out staff. She just up and left one day. We were, there was literally no reason behind it. We even had a meeting and her lawyer said, you know, do you think you're being a little unfair? Felicia's kind of set the stage. You're being a little unfair. She, he, the word actually they use was greedy because she was like, I want more. I want more. And we're looking like, this business just got started, you know, and that was a mistake that I made. So don't yeah. make the same mistake I made, y'all. Make sure that, you know, you, you find the right business partner that understands how much work is going to be committed to the business.
0: Right, 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 right. And, you know, yeah, that's 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 good advice. And I, I was just wondering, and I was just curious, because I do have another business where I have a partner, it's, but it's working out well because we're almost like sisters. So that's working out oh, extremely well. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But I have noticed that quite a few people that have, you know, really to take take their business to the next level or to really just scale it, have gotten, you know, partners to come in and, you know, have helped them to scale their businesses, which has been good. But also you spoke a whole lot of truth with those LLCs, because, I mean, if we can't learn anything from Donald Trump and uh, Betsy DeVos, when they came into uh, leadership in government, I mean, they had like hundreds and hundreds of LLCs and licensing agreements and all kinds of stuff. So it's almost like every year you you should be forming a new LLC. (laughs) Yes, yes, you know,
1: seriously, you're right. My husband and I strategy. (laughs) Yeah, it it really is, and I'm telling you, this is what happens when you start to accumulate wealth. You need to start protecting yourself. And my husband and I, we didn't. We're, I always say we're just little kids trying to figure it out. And soon we were like, wait a minute, we need to formulate another LLC.
0: And then mm-hmm. we have, tr-
1: we got to the level now we're doing trust, forget the LLCs. We're doing trust now where we can protect what? ourselves. When people look and search for us, they won't find that we own anything because people will come after you. Once you start accumulating a certain amount of wealth, they want to find you. They Just like all of a sudden you open a business, two weeks later, you get in the mail, credit card offers, you get this, that, because you've been entered into a database. Right. We don't want to be entered in any databases because we have people are crazy nowadays. I hate to say it, but we're in a world now where people might just come in and, and just do things for no, they see, look, my title, I, I contemplated, do I even want to name this podcast Beauty Boss Millionaire because of the millionaire part? I don't want people trying to rob me or do anything to me, but we are, we live in a gated community where you, you have to get in and get out now with the code. So it's just like little things that you, you kind of. You have to protect yourself and you have to protect your children because, you know, I've heard of stories of people that had money or even celebrities where people are jumping over their fence and trying to get to their kids. They'll steal their dog. One lady had her dog stolen and uh, they found the dogs uh, for ransom. You know, people do crazy stuff. So you have to protect yourself in LLCs and trusts, and you have to protect your business. Mm-hmm. And you, have to, you have to protect your money because y'all see Donald Trump and pay zero dollars in taxes. Exactly. Why is that? You know because he did everything right as far as legality reasons he did everything right i'm saying he he did everything right uh morally but legally he had a person that was able to file different llc's and he was able to make his profit and loss statement look such a way that he didn't have to pay taxes
0: makes
2: sense yep i do want to acknowledge uh the front seat life living the front seat life host Um, is on. Her name is Kelly Marie, and she has a beautiful orange scarf on in the bottom. And then um, we also have... (laughs) <laughs> so I was hoping that she could call in and kind of say something because she's um she's right up there with you, ladies, as far as just, you know, ordained by God. I mean, literally, she, a minister just recently and just was able to create an LLC for her mentoring company and just helping people through different struggles and, and turning it into a business. And, and also podcasting itself is a business. Yeah. And that's, you know, a, a role that I believe that a lot of people are are discovering in the pandemic, you know, how can we share our message with more people? And um, I would love for Felicia and Tony, if if um, maybe starting with Felicia, if you could start with um, why you decided to start um, this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast and uh, what your, your hopes and your ultimate goal is for this. Sure, so Beauty Boss Millionaire was birthed through
1: the passion that I have, and I don't wanna just say passion, the burning desire that I have to free other people. I, I know what it's like to come from nothing. I know what it's like to be on welfare. I know what it's like to want to go in a store and you can't buy basic necessities. That's horrible to live like that. And knowing what I know now, you cannot shut me up. I have to t- I have to help people. I, 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 it's, it's horrible because I've accumulated so much wealth and I don't want to sound braggadocious, but coming from welfare to where I'm at now, I've accumulated wealth. I know how easy it is to get money by opening a business. I know how easy it is to, I don't want to say easy, it sounds a little, but I know how with the right steps, how it is to have wealth, not a wage, you know, having wages and hourly wage. There's nothing wrong with that because we all needed it at some point. But to me, I look at wages as very minimal and I, my my capacity of information is uh, in my brain is too large to just sit up here and share it and be selfish. And the reason why I wanted to create Beauty Boss Millionaire is because I want other bosses to be millionaires. I, I believe that there should be more millionaires. There's a great gap between millionaires and, and the regular person that is making less than 50000 a year, 40000 a year. Nobody should be making less than $20,000 a year here. And you can easily make well over that with a business. So this passion of mine, once I got, I found God and I remember I was in church and the pastor prayed over me. He said, this woman is going to open a business and she's going to be successful almost overnight. And everyone in the church started screaming and clapping. And I'm working at the Dollar Tree or some store like, how is this going to happen? Lord, you better do something because I don't know what he's talking about. And shortly after that, I ended up opening a business, not thinking that was what he was talking about. Because you, you never really know what these people are saying until it actually it dawns on you later on. And sure enough, my business was a, a success overnight, and I was within one year I was making over a hundred thousand. And then after that, it went up to two hundred thousand. After that, three hundred thousand, and it started going up from there. And then I surpassed the million dollar mark, and I started doing more than that. I got up to more millions, and you know I, I couldn't believe it because here I was, not too long ago, wondering. I was gonna pay my light bill because our light bill got cut off when I was younger my mom it was a great mother and I'll never take that from her I'll never she did the best she could do she told us to stay clean she told us to look good she told us to present ourselves well and she knew that in life we needed to present ourselves well that's what she knew but she didn't have the business side to it but my aunt in New York City she had the business side to it dr. Rosetta Gary's who's in Harlem she had the business side to it, but a lot of times people that are in business, they can't help you until you get around them more. And so that's why I had to really go to New York. I was going there every summer to visit my dad and my aunts and my uncles and my family, but my aunt kind of took me up under her wing and said, look, I'm going to show you how to surpass this, this mark of just several hundred thousand dollars. And she said, this is what you got to do. And she coached me. She, she was so rough on me. I remember she was so tough on me. I cried so many nights because She was just so hard on me. But she helped me become the woman I am today. And my mom helped me become the woman I am today because she taught me compassion, understanding. My aunt, she's not that compassionate. She's like, next, like she just, she, she's a true New Yorker. She's not to say she's not. She is very loving. She does a lot of stuff in the community, but she's she'll tell you like it is. My mom won't do that. My mom will kind of be nice about it. My aunt will say, oh, that was a dumb move. Next. Like she just really, she's really like a New Yorker. She'll just tell you. And Beauty Boss Millionaire really was created to help other women be bosses, to empower. And I, I told them in the podcast in the beginning, I'm going to give you the raw truth on what you need to do because I needed that raw truth when it was time for me to learn. And in business, you're going to have to move quick sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have to just make a split decision based off your logic. Sometimes you have to go with your gut. It's no, like there's no recipe because it's your gift in your life. So you, there's no, nobody can tell you the, what to do because you have your own intellect and your own ability what you can handle and what you can't. So I see someone actually asked a question really quick. Rocky57Dog says, I have several ideas for a small business, but I am having a hard time narrowing it down to just one business. How do I know which one to choose? Any suggestions? I really do like helping people. Do you have any suggestions, Tony?
0: Well, you know, I, I get that question asked by a lot of people a lot, and I mean, I don't know that she's launched any one of those businesses yet. But if you haven't launched a business, one of one of the things that I can tell you is I would do a little bit of market research and try to get some people together so that you can validate whatever it is that you want to actually go out there and offer to people. Because sometimes we jump out there and we want to do something, but it's not really a viable business idea. You could also go to SCORE and get you know some mentors and they can help you walk through the process. But if, if it's something that maybe you've already tried to start and maybe something generated a little money, but not a lot of money. You can also do the time and money, um, test and basically, you know, give, give your ideas a score, you know, which one has generated the most money, which one is going to generate, you know, um, less time and more money or more time and less money. And then you can see how it pans out from the test. And, you know, if if you've started something and it, it started to generate income, then that shows you that there's some viability to that idea. And you you really should do more of that. So, but if you haven't launched any of your business ideas yet and they're just in the formulation phase, I would do some market research and get, you know, get some people together and, and really test the viability of it because I know someone who is, you know, now want to work on a magazine, but right now the magazine business is really kind of, you know, is it's fledging. So, I mean, it's, it's, not that there's not that much I can offer for that because people are not really printing as many magazines as they used to anymore. So you really want to, you know, work on that viability piece first with your idea before you go launch into the deep. What do you say to that? Felicia?
1: I agree with you. You know, you want to make sure that you have something that, you know, can make money and not something that's a little outdated, which I don't think, you know, Rocky Dog 57. I don't think, um, I, I don't know a lot about, in the terms of helping people, exactly what is that with, you know, outreach is it, are you caring for someone, things like that. But I would say that when you narrow it down to just one, you, you might want to run yourself through a series of tests to see what you really like. And if there's a business out there that's similar to what you're thinking of doing, maybe go and work for them for a little bit or see if you can do an internship. Or see if you can kind of maybe just look at their model and see if there's something that you could you want to do. Because a lot of times people will look at a business and see if this can be something that they can do. Um, so the best way to know is you know study it in detail and see if you would really be passionate about it. Because a lot of people don't know this about me. I love humans. I love people. I love kids. But I actually had a daycare at first. It was like my first business that I had. I had a daycare. But for some reason, it didn't work out for me. Like I actually... To this day, I always wonder why, but I guess it wasn't my calling, but I actually knew I wanted to start a business and I had this little daycare. I only had it for like maybe six months and I had like two kids and I was, I was so passionate. I was going to get the kids, feeding the kids with my own money. Like, (laughs) see, my passion is to help people too. But it was like, the mom was like, um, the kids always want to be at your house. This is too much. Like it was, they were like mad. The, they were actually really upset because the kid, I I spoiled people really bad. And so <laughs> th- it was to the point where I was giving too much. I'm a person I'll give my all and, and don't even care. You know, I won't look twice because that's just who I am. I'm, God has made me be a helper, but it wasn't really my calling. My calling was more to be in the business arena to help people. So definitely find out what is truly your passion as far as helping people, because from there, you'll know. And if something doesn't feel right, don't feel bad about it. Like me, I had to close my little daycare. It was only open for a little bit. And I moved on to opening up for Cassie Lashes, which is still open to this day. And I just look back like, you know, I tried. It didn't work for me. So don't be afraid to try some things, but just don't give up. And whatever it is, don't give up. Find something that you are passionate about. And if you feel like you're still going with it, you still wake up excited about it and it's making money, then continue to do that. But if it's not working, you're not making any money because you got to make money still. You know, then... Then you know, you just have to know what's making you happy and making some money.
2: That's right. That's right. I Chancy, think that was a, a great answer. Hey, guys, um, I think that was an awesome answer. And I'll just kind of share um, my experience in the last you know year or so and why I decided to start off with Jazz Cast Pros because there are so many people that have such great stories that can inspire people and motivate and uplift and entertain and um, all of the great things that podcasts allow us to do but with my 20 plus years of experience being in uh, radio and television and post production as well, I, f- I found that I get the greatest joy of shining light on people. I actually had A casting company, JR Galactic Casting, out of Michigan. And for the two years where Michigan had the highest tax incentive at 42%, we were doing we were booming we had business booming until we had a new governor come in he kind of shut it down but my point is that I was able to cast people just everyday people who were kind of interested in becoming an actor and giving them their first taste to being on set and some of them went on moved to Atlanta moved to New Orleans moved to Hollywood or Chicago where there was more opportunities for them and I still get messages and thank you notes from these people just for giving them that little bit of push so for me and for podcasting, you know, it's something that I love to do. I love to edit. I love to tell stories and and keep people, you know, motivated. And if I can shine a light on somebody, you know, like a Tony Coleman Brown, like a Felicia Fricasse, you know, like a Kelly Marie from the Front Seat Life, um, that is something that I am so happy to do. And some people will look at me like, Jazzy, you are the host, you are the radio personality. Like, why don't you just create your own podcast? And I said, because if I can share three stories <clears throat> from three different people in three walks of life every single week, you know, that's three times as impact of anything that I could do personally. And, you know, just to know that I have fun with the production side of it, some people it's just, you know, a burden. And, and so that's why I really created Jask's Pros. And it's, I'm just so blessed and honored that I have, you know, Kelly and Felicia as my first two clients. And I'm just looking forward to seeing that grow. And um, Rocky57 yes. is actually my mom. So that's Karen, if you want to address her by name. And um, she's just, <laughs> yeah, she's actually been talking to me about possibly doing a, a t-shirt company. She has some ideas and some inspiring um, names and um, logos and sayings and different things like that. And just trying to get that whole thing um, started. So she's she's definitely a sponge. And that's why I'm not surprised she jumped on here so I love that she jumped on here, first of all. That's so dope. I didn't even
1: know that with her. <laughs> wow. But yeah, you're right. You know, Jazzy, you really do a good job on making sure that people uh, are seen and heard. I I didn't even know you had that gift. I knew you always had that producer gift, but girl, you blew it out the water during this quarantine. <laughs> you, I said, what in the world? Jazzy's got this whole gift of... Pro- I-, I told you, you know, I said it because God is me producer god when i would see you god was a producer i hear my spirit say producer and i'm like why am i keep hearing this and then here we are several months later doing a a whole podcast where you're my producer
2: (laughs) that's right i wouldn't have it any other way i wouldn't have you working with anybody else you
1: don't play around she's like lisa let's go and it's so funny because she motivates me because even though i'm a boss woman in my own right I'm more focused on like the business and the operations and it's be careful when y'all entrepreneurs are getting so busy that you don't get stuck in the operations. You know, you don't want the business to run you, you wanna run the business. But what she did, what Jazzy did, Jazzcast Pros, she took it from me doing what I do and all the knowledge that I have and turned it so I can turn it towards the audience. I came to her, I said, look, I wanna do a podcast. I've been wanting to do one, but I just don't have the time because I'm very busy and most business owners are busy, just like you, you know, you're so busy, Tony. I can just tell by reading your bio, your hands are full. Um, you know, that's why some people just release one maybe once a week. I was, I at first was like, Oh, maybe I'll just do this, you know, twice a week, what I can handle. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to give my all. I say, I'm one of those girls where it's all or nothing. I give my all up beyond five days a week off on the weekends, just to kind of give people content because I had all this wisdom I was just sitting on. So it's important that people like Jazzy think about people like us and help us get you know, our mission out there and our vision and our voice. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, thank you. This has been amazing. I mean, you know, I'm on the Podbean platform and I didn't even realize that we had all of these tools available to us. So I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm definitely going to be doing more live podcasting shows. And I mean, you know, the one thing that I love about podcasting, and I'm sure you you noticed this, Jazzy, is so consumable, right? I love that people can consume it in so many different ways that, that are not intru- intrusive. They can consume it when they're working out or when they're commuting and things like that. And also, I love the fact that there's not billions of them, like there are billions of websites out there. So there's still opportunities for people to really grow and be discovered. And I love the innovation part of it so this is this has been awesome though thank you ladies
1: yes thank you so much for taking the time out i know you're busy thank you for even speaking with us on beauty boss millionaire and just remember if you guys really enjoyed this live boss talks episode where we're just talking with bosses women that are doing amazing things in the business arena like this share subscribe uh, where can we find you at Tony?
0: Definitely um, you can social media Tony Coleman Brown. I also have a website tony com, and also the network for women in and uh, social media network for women in business. Yeah, Facebook we have a lot of followers on Facebook so, Definitely check us out there. That's one of, the, one of my favorite places to play. Instagram, same thing, Network for Women in Business or Tony Coleman Brown.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in to Beauty Boss Millionaire with the Bosses episode. Thank you so much, everyone.
0: Well, there you have it. And thank you so much for listening. Take care everybody and make sure to subscribe to our show as well as to the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast. It was a great collaboration, but take care and see you on the next episode.